Welcome to the Pure Desire Podcast, where we partner with you to bring hope and freedom on your journey to purity. Have you ever wondered why relationships are so hard? Why you've never had the relationship you've always dreamed about? Whether we know it or not, our negative sexual experiences and mistakes are holding us hostage and keeping us stuck in unhealthy relationship patterns. Enter Unraveled, Pure Desire's newest women's resource. Through personal stories, strategic tools, weekly self-care lessons, and so much more, Unraveled will become your guide to managing love, sex, and relationships. Visit puredesire.org slash unravel to pre-order and start to see how God wants to transform your relationships and redeem your story. Hey there, I'm your host, Trevor Windsor, and we're so thankful you're taking time out of your day to hang out with us. I'm here with my co-host, as always, Nick Stumbo. Question, what kind of bear is best? False black bears. Uh, great, great bears TV show. Eat beats. <laughs> bears. Bears. That's right. Beats. <laughs> Battlestar Galactica. I, I'm sorry I jumped in. I felt like your intro was done, but it wasn't. That The whole quote. My goal. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, so, for any of you uneducated listeners out there, that is from The Office. I think specifically season three. And it it's is an episode. It's episode where uh, Jim impersonates Dwight. Um, and I'm pretty sure he says impersonation is the highest form of flattery, Jim. Uh, and it's just an amazing, I, I, I'm tempted to put the clip, the YouTube clip in the show notes for this episode. Um, <laughs> just so people have a frame of reference. Yeah. yeah. Some yeah. people are probably really scratching their head about that intro. Right. And other people are so happy and are now lifelong listeners just because we coded the office. Um, so, uh, I mean, eventually I'd love to get to a point where we talk about, uh, office episodes on this podcast 24 seven. Um, but that's not why you're listening today. Uh, we're joined by two of our regulars on the podcast, Heather Kolb and Ashley Jamison. Heather's our content manager and Ashley is our international groups coordinator for women's groups. Both of these ladies are speakers and two of our favorite people for the most part. Welcome Heather and <laughs> Ashley. Thanks Trevor. Happy to be here. Hi. <laughs> Uh, we are still working on Ashley's introductions. Um, today, we're actually talking about something we're really, really excited about. We're talking yes. about our new women's resource called Unraveled, Managing Love, Sex, and Relationships. We just so happen to be joined by two of the primary contributors to this new resource, Heather and Ashley. They're going to help us talk through what this resource is, who it's for, how it helps, and, and really, we are pumped to release this new resource. Yeah, very excited because we know from research that a full 25 or 30 percent of women in the church have issues with sexual dependency, unwanted sexual behavior, all, you know, all forms of sexual mm -hmm. acting out that they don't really know how to talk about. And there's very, very few resources in the church. And so I'm I'm excited as well because I think this really is uh, one of the very best, if not the best uh, resource for women out there as they want to have a small group experience. So we're going to mm -hmm. hear all about it today. You heard it here first. The greatest resource ever <laughs> written. Um, I may be a, a touch biased. <laughs> okay. We'll that's see. fair. In the world. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But it's nice when your boss says that. So we're happy. Um, okay. So let's just get going. We mentioned in the intro that it's for women, um, that unravels for women, but who specifically is this resource for and who would benefit from going through this workbook? Uh, okay, so any woman would benefit from going through this book, and it doesn't matter if she's married or single. It does That doesn't matter. Uh, but basically, any woman who has had any kind of struggle in love, sex, relationships, so that could look like multiple failed relationships. Hmm. Um, I hear women say, I just keep ending up with the same guy over and over. Mm -hmm. That would be somebody that could go through 
um, obviously um, struggles with pornography, um, struggles with masturbation, even if it doesn't include pornography, fantasy, um, you know, that just constant daydreaming about my life would be better if I just had a boyfriend, a husband. Um, so really anything in that realm, big or little, um, a woman could go through this resource. And we really tried to just capture a broad audience with women and deal specifically with things that are unique to women who struggle, but just women in general who want to develop, you know, healthier relationships or understand how to communicate better or, you know, some of these things that we take for granted, but when relationships go sideways, that's when we recognize that, okay, something's wrong here. Mm -hmm. And and also, like, I was thinking too, um, sometimes women who don't like to have sex with their spouse or um, who have issues with intimacy. Maybe they're Mm -hmm. like abstinent or they just hate it or have trauma around it. Um, I guess we call it sexual anorexia. They don't have the ability to connect why that happens. And so the resource will also help a woman like that Hmm. who uh, maybe has some past issues or trauma, or maybe she's not even sure what's causing it, but her sexual life with her husband is not healthy because it's not happening or it's, not something that's pleasant for her. Yeah, and everything you guys just talked about is so important because there really aren't places women get this kind of input in their lives. I mean, probably their sex ed class when they were going through school, there's things they hear from friends or on media, television, but but really this area, and a, a phrase we're using more and more, uh, pure desire, is this idea of sexual discipleship, mm-hmm. this idea of someone mentoring or training me in my sexuality, how to think, how to view myself, how to view relationships, how to interact with uh, the world around me, there's just not places women can go. And so I think what we're seeking to create is a safe place for women to have those conversations and know they're not alone. Uh, they're not the only one that this is part of what it means to be a woman, to be a human being. And just like we try to do with men in our men's resources to make those safe places where it's like, I, I get to process my whole story and don't have to hide any of it. So Unraveled is an interesting name uh, for women's resource. I love its uniqueness, uh, but talk a little bit about why that name. So when you commonly think of the word unravel, we think of untwisting or unwinding something that has been snarled or knotted up. But another definition of unraveled means to investigate or explain something complicated or puzzling. And really for women who struggle with sexually compulsive or addictive behaviors, we don't understand why. And we can't seem to make relationships work. We seem to leave this wake of destruction behind us and still end up with this huge question of why do we keep doing this? And really when you look at Unraveled and our intent behind writing this resource, it was really to open this up and say, let's investigate and make sense of how all the pieces of our lives, so our family of origin or past pain and trauma, um, negative sexual experiences, really how do all of these things together help explain or reveal why we do what we do? Mm. And really I think the title is simply saying that that as women, let's learn what it would look like to have healthy control in these three major areas of our life, love, sex, and relationships. Because it's an er- it's areas that every woman, every person has, Absolutely. right? Everyone has love uh, in their life. And whether you've been sexually active or not, you're a sexual being. So sex is a part of even your DNA. And then relationships. Obviously, we have relationships. So I love that how uh, neutral really it it almost creates it to be that this can apply to any life. Obviously, it's a pure desire resource, right? It's got one specific bent, but this really, what I'm getting and and just looking through the resource, I'm really excited that women are going to understand that it really is something that 
uh, anybody can go through, whether you've been a betrayed spouse or whether you're struggling yourself with an addiction. This is something that everybody can get because all of those things are uh, involved in each of our lives. Mm-hmm. Kind of reminds me of Nick's um, or Nick's demonstration in the Pure Desire Conference, you know, with the Coke bottle, just being able to like undo it a little bit at a time and kind of same concept is just unravel a little bit at a time. And, mm. and we have it laid out in an order that's manageable and we'll hopefully get to the bottom of what's causing these issues. But, you know, something like unleash the pressure, unscrew the cap, you know, that's not really like the greatest title. So unravel just seems <laughs> <a little bit laughs> more. <laughs> I guess un- unscrew might work. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I like unraveled. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Unraveled. Great, great pick, guys. That's amazing. I love the idea of unraveling a mystery because I do think mm-hmm. when it comes to our sexuality or really any problematic behavior, we can have a simplistic solution well just do this and it'll change or stop doing that and you'll be fine like it, it's complex our sexuality is complex and it makes me think about a c.s lewis quote where he talks about that if you've got a math equation and you get the wrong outcome you, you have to go all the way back and find out where did it begin and how to unravel all those little strands because the the end result can't just be changed it, it, you have to see all the places you went wrong and i think that's what unraveled will help people do yeah, but you don't have to do any math in yeah, okay. the resource. Okay, we there be no math. <laughs> no we math. promise. Everyone take a deep breath. <laughs> okay, so uh, what makes this resource and this, this group experience going through Unraveled so unique? Like why, give some reasons why women should go through Unraveled. Well, we intentionally created Unraveled with a holistic approach to healing. So not simply focused on our sexual behaviors, but really in the ways that women uniquely struggle. So physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and sexually. Because if we simply focused on our sexual behaviors, um, we would miss something. Because when we look at our core beliefs or the root cause of why we do what we do, a lot of times it has nothing to do with sex. Our sexual behaviors are simply a symptom of something that's much deeper, some core belief that really has been buried um, in our life and in our brain and in our behavior. And and it's really uncovering some of those aspects. Yeah. And, you know, we get the opportunity to speak to thousands of women between um, the calls that we're making during the day and the conferences and, and having women's breakouts. And one thing that we hear, um, or I hear as the group coordinator is what makes this different than eight pillars? Um, is it a replacement? Is it the same thing with a new look? Um, and it, and it really is really came out of, um, what we've been learning since eight pillars originally came out Mm -hmm. and being able to talk to all of these women is that it's not always easy to identify that you're a love or sex addict. Um, especially if, if pornography or sex is not your, your issue. Um, obviously that's, that's more clear and obvious for women to identify with. But what we're finding is that a lot of women struggle with other things like fantasy or, or masturbation or, um, or, or it could be even somebody who's only ever had sex with just their husband. And so they're not going to identify as being a sex addict when the only person they've ever slept with is their husband. But yet they're, they're replaying their romance novel in their mm-hmm. brain during sex with their husband in order to, to enjoy it. And so it, we found that there's so many more um, issues that women commonly struggle with and that probably the number of women who struggle with sexually would be way higher if we included all of that stuff that's keeping them from true intimacy with their spouse or, or just from being, you know, a healthy sexual single. And so our book, um, this new resource will give uh, more examples and questions and stories 
that can help the women see themselves in it and be able to apply those tools to whatever their struggle is. Um, yeah. So a little bit more of the gray area mm-hmm. in there instead of just black and white. As I read through Unraveled, what I really appreciate is that it's built on the same foundation uh, as yep. Eight Pillars. It's the same principles. A lot of those themes and ideas that have made Pure Desire, Pure Desire for yeah. two and a half decades are in there and, and they're what it's built on. But it's really a, a fresh new perspective because it was written by a team of our women and and significantly uh, impacted by women who have lived the story. And as you were saying, Ashley, what we've learned through the years. So we, we do intend and hope in the church it becomes for women, like what the Conquer series and Seven Pillars is for men, that you say, hey, if if you have any issues in this area, this group is for you. It's going to mm-hmm. be good. Uh, and we've, you know, we've joked about Seven Pillars. If you can use pornography as an excuse to get into the group, it will be good for you. And I, I think of, mm-hmm. of Unraveled the same way that for women that struggle, even if they feel like, well, my struggle is not very big compared to others, but I've just got stuff I've never really figured out. It's unaddressed. Mm-hmm. Then, then Unraveled's mm-hmm. for you. It's the female equivalent. And we think it'll open the doors for healing for so many women that maybe felt like, well, I'm, I'm not a sex addict, so I don't need a group, right? But they can come and Unravel and see, oh, I've, I've got a lot more going on there than I've ever realized. Yeah, and just understanding that we all have that brokenness that we carry around. And that's what I love about our resources is we dig into family of origin, we dig into trauma, all of that. But I think that the the reason why I think any woman can go through this is because, uh, again, going back to the idea that if you have any brokenness in your life, it's going to affect all areas. And so your brokenness doesn't just stay to one dynamic or one area of your life. Or if I'm if I have some sexual brokenness in my past, it doesn't just stay in my sexual relationship. That will play out in my platonic relationships. That'll play out in my parenting. That'll play out in how I do my work. Uh, in my job. And so it really does uh, catch everybody in the sense because brokenness is brokenness and this resource is going to help us unpack that and find what's at the center. Yeah. So for some of our listeners, uh, they may not have heard some of these terms or ideas like love addiction and sex addiction. So unpack for us a little bit, what would be the difference between those two, between a love addiction or someone that has more of a sex addiction? Yeah. um, So love addiction would be if a woman is seeking her validation through somebody else. Um, and so it, it can look the same when you look at uh, a woman who has maybe some struggles. And so even for me specifically, you can look like a sex addict because you're, you're sleeping around with several different men, but really what it is is that you're wanting to feel loved. You're wanting to feel accepted, desired, pursued. Um, and so that would be more of a love addiction. Um, if you're addicted to the actual act of sex or the chemicals released, you know, through masturbation, then it would be, um, that would be a sex addict. And so you can't just look at the surface. I mean, you can have somebody who's sleeping with several men who's really a love addict, or you can have somebody who's a virgin who's a sex addict because they're struggling with masturbation and needing that, um, you know, in order to, to cope. And so the resource will really help the women be able to divide and get down to like what is driving their issues so that then they're able to put in some tools um, and some practices that will help them live healthier in that area. And it really does put some um, new tools in place to help women identify just simple things in their behaviors, things that they haven't ever recognized as, oh, this is why I do this because I want to feel loved and accepted, or I do this because, because I need validation or because every time I, you know, do something wrong, I hear my mother saying, you'll never do this or you'll huh. never, you know what I mean? And it's weird how we tend to connect all of these things to our perception of love and our perception and our perception of sex and really how that plays out. Like you said, Trevor, in our relationships. Hmm. 
Heather, a follow-up to that, it seems like we're hearing more and more about uh, sex addiction in our culture, but that concept of love addiction, I'm not hearing as much. I know you do a ton of research and studying. What are you seeing as it comes to this culture's awareness of love addiction and how that plays out for people? Well, and I think that we're just starting to see more of um, of an idea that love addiction is not just about women, that men can struggle with mm-hmm. with love addiction. And with I think with that one specifically, there's a strong codependent component to it where we tend to think that, okay, I have to be enmeshed with this other person or this other person, this one significant person in my life is going to meet all of my needs and, and validate me in, in this way that, that I've never felt anywhere else. And I think that that for a lot of of women fuels their their fantasy of if I just give this person all of me, everything, mm-hmm. sexually, physically, emotionally, financially, everything that they will love and accept me, and, and really they end up alone and disappointed in ways they never even imagined. Mm-hmm. And I've talked about it on uh, previous episodes that that was my thing. I w- it was a love addiction that turned into what, what mm-hmm. would you know manifest as potentially a sexual addiction or manifest as a porn addiction, which it did. Uh, but it all came back to, am I loved? Am I accepted? Am I embraced by these people? And am I enough for these people? And so uh, that took years for me to figure that out. But it is something that uh, it doesn't it doesn't obey gender lines. It mm-hmm. can cross uh, into any. Well, and I really like that we're addressing them together because there's, there's a lot of overlap. You know, mm-hmm. just as you shared in your story, Trevor, that we might be battling with pornography or, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of sexual uh, experiences, but underneath of it is right. a desire for love and belonging and connection. And yep. so it's, it's not necessarily a clean either or, but it's to understand the full d- dynamic of why do I do what I don't want to do. Yep. And I think that's something women will really discover in this group. Yeah. So we know at Pure Desire, just based through research, tons and tons of conversations that sex, porn, and love addiction is an issue that anybody can struggle with. Again, doesn't obey gender lines. So why is this so much harder to identify or recognize among women? Well, I think that for a lot of years, even the word addict tends to make women push back and say, well, I'm not an addict. And so when we can break that apart and say, okay, well, you're not an addict, but do you seem to have issues with relationships with every relationship, not just with men, but but with every relationship? And do you um, end up doing things that compromise your moral beliefs or do you, you know, can you not set any boundaries in relationship, healthy boundaries? And, you know, just looking at the patterns in behavior is really one of the ways that women can say or even self-identify that, that oh yeah, well, I do that. You know, I I see these patterns in my behavior and I never thought of it as being um, addictive or compulsive behaviors, but yet when you put this, when you paint this picture, it makes a lot more sense to women. Yeah, and I talk to women too. I've led some groups with um, women who really have had had found themselves in some precarious situations sexually and and acting out um, in really dangerous ways. And and when we would go through and they'd score high on different love addiction things, it was like, well, that doesn't make sense. I just, I just like sex and I'm more like a guy. And that's something I have heard since junior high from girls that will be um, flirtatious or promiscuous or sexual. It's just, well, I just like sex. And, it, and it's part of how our culture, I think, um, portrays women that if you're, you know, sexual, then you're like, you know, cool. And you're just acting out your sexuality in the way that you should, because it should be free and you should be able to do what you want with it. And, and so I think that 
um, hinders women from really identifying where their struggles are coming from when um, our society says one thing about sexuality, um, but it doesn't, it doesn't work. You know, it, it, that's kind of like the telltale sign is when you're in the situation over and over and over and it's not working for you yeah. yes. and, and something's off. <laughs> yeah. I know, um, f- you know, as I'm thinking through this really, uh, thinking about how sex was talked about in the church growing up. And I think mm-hmm. that, you know, just to, to be clear, this is a resource that anybody, whether you're religious or not can go through, but this is definitely catered toward, uh, someone who, uh, knows that the Holy Spirit and that God's work in their life is also a partnering uh, aspect to this, a huge piece of this. Um, but the idea of being taught that uh, you basically have to put a lid on your sexuality. And um, and I think that this is one of the things that um, a lot of people struggle to identify is that um, being taught, I guess, maybe a wrong perspective or wrong theology, if you will, on sex can actually manifest as brokenness, that uh, you have this expectation that um, sex is only for marriage and then you get to marriage and it's not what you expected. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's more difficult to get engaged, uh, into, and it's more difficult to manage. But I think that, um, even that can manifest into unhealth in your marriage and really an improper perspective when it comes to sex. And so, uh, again, I think this is something that, um, everybody has to figure out is really what is the role of sex and, and where is, Where's my past? Where's what um, maybe I, I assume is right, but really don't have a way to back it up. I'm not sure if this is accurate or not. But, you know, at what point can those things change? And it really is when you come to face to face with the truth that we all have brokenness and we all have um, these wrong perspectives that we bring into marriage. Mm-hmm. And again, I know I'm just beating up this, t- this point, but the point is that anybody and everybody should go through a resource like this. And obviously we suggest you go through this one because there are those pieces to your past that maybe don't look like brokenness, but still very much affect um, love, sex and relationships in your life. Yeah. So I was just going to say, so um, men, if you go through this resource, just make sure your group is all men. <laughs> 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 oh, I think man. we're gonna have some men listening to this podcast being like, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> That's why we have seven pillars of freedom. Right, <laughs> right. We'll call we'll call the men's one unscrewed. Uh, <laughs> like we talked about earlier. So we've talked a little bit about this topic of pornography. We've mentioned it in a couple of our answers, but let's dive into that specifically because I think for a lot of women this can feel unique. It's it's viewed as a man's problem, men are visual, women are relational. So oh love and relationships, yeah, that's for women. But for some of our female listeners, maybe their primary issue is pornography and the unique shame or isolation they feel or a sense of I'm different and unique uh, might really be a part of their story. Uh, so Let's just talk real specifically. Is this resource for them? If someone's primary struggle is pornography, will this help them? Oh, yes, absolutely. All of our tools, um, you know, some of the core tools from our that are in all of our other peer desire resources and then our new tools, they're all going to be things that the women can apply to their specific struggle. And so whether your struggle is flirting or pornography or uh, masturbation, you should be able to um, create that resource or that tool or that plan according to whatever it is your struggle is. And, and really, you know, you know, as we say, you know, sex addiction is not about sex. That's the same idea with this resource is that we're going to be looking into why we do what we do. And, um, you're the way you cope may just be different from another woman in the group. It could be porn. It could be, um, flirting. It could be affairs. It's just going to be different, but we're still going to have all of those resources that point them to the why and where is mm-hmm. it coming from, as well as customized tools that can help them 
walk out sobriety and establish plans to maintain sobriety. Well, and we really tried with this resource to make it culturally relevant. And so uh, women who use pornography or seek out pornography is something that is growing in the in our community and, and in the church. And we can't turn a blind eye to that in the same way that that women struggle with same-sex attraction, that women have issues with, you know, abortion because of their addictive behaviors. And so we've really tried in this resource to capture everything that women would, you know, could experience in this. And because women, you're not alone. I mean, there's a lot of us who struggle and, and who need a safe place where we can talk about these things, especially in the church. Yeah, and that's one of the things I just love about what we do at Pure Desire, that we help people see your, your behaviors, the tip of the iceberg. And yeah, you need some guardrails or boundaries around behaviors and physical things, but if that's all you focus on, you're not going to get very far. And when we when we look deeper, we find there's so much we have in common. And it's, it's a bit like an illustration of fruit trees that one person might say, well, I, I have apples in my life, so I'm not like the pear tree. But they, they both have leaves and branches and bark and root systems and require similar amounts of sunlight and food. And it's, their similarities far outweigh the unique differences. And I think of for women who struggle with pornography, they have that same case. They may feel different because of the outcome, mm-hmm. but they have so much more in common than they mm-hmm. realize. And I think in a group, they'll discover that like, oh, I, my, some of my behaviors are different, but the lies I believe, the stuff that happened in my past, it's common. It's yeah. not unique. And I think that'll be a huge encouragement to them. So we've talked about this a, a little bit already, um, and I'm just I'm curious if you guys um, can give some examples of what impact does our experience with, or really our perceptions of love and sex have on all of our relationships? And this is such an interesting question because it really starts when we're young, when we are quite young and we learn how to be in relationship with our primary caregivers. In fact, that becomes the foundation from which all of our relationships, almost for the rest of our life, um, are formed. And so for people who were raised in a healthy environment where they, you know, formed a secure attachment, it really in in practically and in adult relationships, it means that they can, you know, they trust relationship, they can be vulnerable, they're not threatened by the relationship. And yet, we have so many people who struggle with addictive behaviors that that wasn't their experience, that they grew up in an environment where it wasn't safe. And so for them to engage in relationship, it isn't they, they hesitate. They don't jump all in. They fear that, that if I engage in relationship with somebody, then, then I'm going to get hurt. And so they end up, you know, approaching relationship almost guarded. And so when we have that perspective, there's no way that it doesn't spill or bleed over into our sexuality. And, and then, of course, our sense of sex and how that plays out in all of our relationships. Mm-hmm. Just even like the, I mean, going through all of the other pure desire resources and then writing this one and all the conversations we have, you know, around this resource and creating it, it, just, um, some of the things I've realized about myself is that the reason why I struggle with showing affection or saying, I love you or, um, is because I didn't have that growing up. I wasn't, it, so it feels uncomfortable to me. And so talking about sex is not uncomfortable to me because I did that all the time as a child. Um, but but showing affection and saying, I love you can be hard for me because my family didn't do that. We didn't kiss each other. We didn't say, I love you. We didn't hug each other. And so that feels terrifying to me and, or, um, or, or fear of like rejection or even just emotional withdrawal, that cold shoulder thing. And so I don't really fear that John's going to leave me, but 
I fear if I do something wrong, he will emotionally withdraw and and be quiet because that's what I experienced in my and in my house. And so I I had that mentality of like, if my relationship is okay, then I'm okay. If my relationship's off, then my whole world is off and I can't function. And and that's what these um, tools have helped me get through. And now it it almost just feels like these big chains have been cut off where I'm not Mm. attached to somebody else's behavior in order for me to be okay. Mm. Yeah. Again, what I hear you saying, Ashley, is it's a really holistic approach to healing. And I I just love that. So let's talk specifically about the group and the workbook. If a a group is going through it, what can women expect to gain uh, and get out of being in an unraveled group? Well, as we've talked about this, you know, it's interesting how we try as women, especially we try so hard to contain the chaos and and yet we fail to recognize how everything that's happening in our environment is either going to pull us away from relationship or push us toward relationship. And so even when you think about, you know, the stress at work and the laundry piling up and the kids are arguing and you have relationship tension and then you act out and you think, oh my gosh, where'd that come from? Really, what we tried to do with Unraveled is to say, let's look at this. Let's let's go through this piece by piece and and let's become aware of of how it is that those things that seem so insignificant at the time, how they really are the things that that are creating this uncontrollable stress in our lives that that push us toward acting out or push us toward unhealthy behaviors. And and it's really so in a group, in that safe community, they're going to look at some of those things like like self-care. I mean, that's one of the things that women who struggle, man, we neglect ourselves like nobody's business because, of course, our attention is always focused on the other person or on the relationship. And so we neglect ourselves or things like, you know, how do we communicate our needs in a healthy way? You know, that that seems reasonable, but yet we've never been able to do that in past relationships. But but we want to try and put some of those strategies in place so that we can really figure out what does this look like to live out or to walk out this healthy behavior and healthy sexuality in our lives every day. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I, I don't know that um, serenity prayer, I think a lot of 12 step groups use it or whatever, but it sounds cliche, but it's, it's so much of what that prayer is about that. I think women can live in this whirlwind of just feeling like their life can be out of control or that they have to manage everything, or they're the only ones who can do anything. And it's just this constant state of chaos and anxiety. And, and I love that our resource will help cut through all of that and figure out, you know, in, in some areas, life doesn't just happen to you, but you have all of this healthy control and you have the power to change so much of what's going on around you. And then there are areas where maybe you're taking control or not trusting God with it. And it's really not your area to do that. And so just being able to get through all of that and figure out what needs to be forgiven, what needs to be yeah. something that I just trust God with, what needs to be something where I need to take action on and and not act like the victim anymore, that life just happens to me all the time. And so just being able to um, identify those areas and then put in things um, where they can start practicing that. Yeah. And one of the, the exciting things, um, and you mentioned it, Heather, the self-care piece, um, and this is, I have, this illustration is just coming to me now. So forgive me if it doesn't, uh, work, but, um, like I think of when you get something from Ikea, right? Everybody knows Ikea. I hate Ikea, but they make great stuff. So you get, um, you get the directions on how to put stuff together, but at the beginning of it, you also, at the beginning of that manual, you also have a list of all the pieces that go to it. And I feel like if you go through life trying to manage love, sex, and relationships, and you're trying to figure it out, 
but you don't know all of the pieces that affect that or that come in your prepackaged kit, if you will, then you're not going to know how to put it together. You're not going to know how to put life together. You guys are nodding. So I feel like this is landing good. But I think that that's (laughs) just the thing. Like if you you don't realize that if you don't take care of yourself physically and how that messes up your brain and how that then makes you irritated. And then when you get irritated, you start to treat people poorly and then that makes you feel bad and then you act out. If you don't pay attention to everything that's contributing to it, then you're you're not going to be able to manage these things in a healthy way. And so that's really I mean, the most exciting piece of this to me, of this new resource, is it's giving you all of the pieces that are included and that affect it and then allow you to create a game plan of health and how to manage these well. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling a little triggered because I've had to put way too many <laughs> IKEA furniture pieces together. <laughs> I, I think if there's a purgatory, it involves building IKEA furniture. I am w- uh, I'm with you. I'm with but you. No, it is a great illustration. And I, I think what we're trying to say is it's far more than just here's some tips, here's some tools that it really is going to lead to transformation. It's going to lead to a holistic life. It's going to lead to change and freedom because all these tools are meant to work together. And because of the depth of the group and the longevity, it's a you know, nine, 10 month group experience at a minimum and really going to have the time to go deep into your story and mm-hmm. trust other women and hear their story that that creates a, a real transformation of life. And so uh, it, the, the end product, you know, with your IKEA illustration is something that really is much, much more than all the pieces. Right. It's a collective thing that is 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 better and mm-hmm. is useful. And I think that's what we want to look at our life, that all these tools and tips are actually going to be part of building a life that uh, honors the Lord and we're proud to, to have. Yeah. So uh, usually what we would encourage people to do when thinking about leading these groups or putting these groups together is to have some experience in leading these types of groups. Because this is a brand new resource and because no one has has led an Unraveled group yet, and if you have, you've ripped us off somehow because you haven't <laughs> even fully released the product yet. But uh, who can lead? Like what qualifies you uh, to lead an Unraveled group? Who can lead these groups? Uh, well, first you guys know my story that I started the groups at my church because I needed them. And so I'm such a believer in if you have the passion and the ability to, um, get some guidance and some coaching from us, then, then you're going to be pretty good to go as long as you're not like off the wall, like psychopath. Um, but (laughs) that aside, um, thank you for clarifying that (laughs) so much clarity, right? We do have an inventory uh, list for that. So Heather, we'll talk to you and determine whether you're a psychopath. Um, but no, so you're so just shaming <laughs> people right now. It's unreal. Oh, well, oops. Um, no, I would say, you know, anybody who's led any of our pure desire groups, you know, so if you've done Behind the Mask or Betrayal and Beyond, Eight Pillars, um, our our group guidelines are all the same for the groups. Um, and, the, and the model we use, you know, having your tools and having your workbook. Um, it's all the same. So if you've led one of the other groups, or even if you've participated and you've gained um, traction in your in your healing, whether it's you know the sobriety side or the betrayal side, um, then you'd probably be pretty good to go on an, on leading. Um, if you're somebody in the church who has found healing in this area and you want to start a group for some for people in your church, um, then we can just coach you on how to run the group. Um, and then, of course, if you're in your church and you're just desperate for this and there's nobody to lead it and you're it and you're the one with the issue, um, then we also will help, you know, we'll come alongside you and help, you know, uh, coach you on how to use it in whatever context you have going on at your church and talking to your pastor about getting one started and how will that look and what kind of support will you have. And and the cool thing is, is that anybody who's leading a group ever, we support you the whole time. So you mm-hmm. have somebody 
the whole time you're leading, you can always call us, you can always email us, and we will talk through stuff that you don't understand, help you navigate difficult um, dynamics between group members or um, issues coming up because we've done it and we're, we're here and happy to help. And there's no math. There's no and there's math. no math. We promise. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, and the other thing too that with this resource is we've really tried to streamline it and make it very practical and applicable to all women. And so we're hoping that even just that element makes leading the group or facilitating the group that much easier. And as in any pure desire group, the material is the expert. Mm-hmm. So to lead, you don't have to be the expert. You can have a heart to help, uh, a willingness to facilitate, and, and you can do it because the material is what will do the teaching. If you just lead women through, you'll do great. And as Ashley said and Heather said so well, we can help you. Yeah. So as we wrap up today, uh, ladies, what are some of the things that uh, you've spent a lot of time and effort on this? You've poured your hearts into it, and I know you're very excited to have women uh, experience it. What are you most excited about in regard to this new resource? I think I'm most excited that I feel like, like when I was explaining before, that it's not always black and white, that the gray area of women's issues in this, in this arena of love, sex, and relationship is so large and complex that I feel like we're going to just reach so many more women um, and they're going to have answers to some of their struggles. They didn't know where to go for help. And, and I see this even at the conferences, it's after we sometimes are speaking at the Pure Desire conference, women will come up to me and be like, I think I have, I think I have issues and what resource, what resource should I go through? And then when I've showed them some of our resources, it's like, well, well, sex isn't my issue. My husband's my Mm. only person I've slept with. And so I, I know for sure there's a big, um, demographic of women that will be reached um, that they couldn't really connect with our other resources before. I really love too that the way that we've taken some few, you know, a few core themes and and woven them through the entire resource because sometimes when it comes to this process of of healing, we get to a point or maybe we're starting and and our brain isn't ready to hear what we need to hear. And so and and it's not repetitious, but it's how do these foundational elements to like, like we've been talking about our holistic health, how do these apply in these different arenas or, or how do they apply when, when it comes to even our relationship with our parents or how does it apply to now our relationship with our spouse or in other relationships? And, and we've really been intentional about that with these themes just so that women, by the time that they're working through this for a few months, that they're starting to grasp how, how these things are all so you know, connected in our lives and in the way that we do relationship with others and, and really just giving them a platform to say, okay, this is what my life has been like, but now I have these tools and I have these connections and I have these new skills that, that help me to live out this in a new way in my life. I'm excited that you guys are excited. (laughs) (laughs) Sound like a We, uh... (laughs) (laughs) We are obviously, as you can tell through this whole episode, um, super pumped to have this resource out. And we would encourage you, uh, any woman in any season, wherever you're at in your journey, to grab a copy, but not just grab a copy of this and go through it by yourself, but to go through it with a group of other women um, who are working together toward unpacking and, and learning how to manage love, sex, and relationships in a healthy way. This resource, uh, again, is for all women, all different kinds of experiences and backgrounds. Men, if you're going to go through it, go through it with other men. Uh, (laughs) But this is primarily for women. And if you want to pre-order it, you can visit puredesire.org slash unraveled. Heather, Ashley, thank you for writing. Thank you for compiling. Thank you for doing all the work. And uh, thanks for chatting with us about it. We appreciate it. 
We're super excited. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Pure Desire podcast. If you like what you're hearing and want to keep up with the podcast, please subscribe, download, and share. You can also rate and review our podcast. The more reviews we get, the easier it is for others to find the podcast. If you'd like to support the message of hope and healing and developing sexual integrity, go to puredesire.org slash give. For more information about the ministry, check out our website, puredesire.org. And you can follow us on social media, at puredesirepdmi. Once again, that's at puredesirepdmi. We'll see you next time.